2: Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's
1: wrestling show
2: Show
1: on the planet. planet. We have the best theme song, and the screen is still on. But hey, here we are. (laughs) We are up in here, and it is Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to the Wow Women of Wrestling Superheroes After Show. And let me just say that I just love how Katrina just kind of set the bar um, because Halloween is coming up and she had on her horns and Emily has on her Oktoberfest hat. And I couldn't make my crown work, but either way, I'm still the queen. Show the crown, queen.
0: Show the crown.
1: Okay, fine. All right. Here's the crown. But I couldn't make it work on my head because I have a giant fro. Um, and I have so much hair on the top of it. So, hey, it's whatever. But I'm still the queen. I'm still your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Color commentator for the Belladonna Division Battle Club Pro and Black Girl Magic 2. And host of Women's Wrestling Talk. But thankfully, I am never alone because, of course, I am here with my women's wrestling talk sisters and first we're going to introduce katrina who is the host and creator of ncat we trust she's a writer and a super mom and she's gonna lay everything down with wow superheroes with us kat
2: how are you hey everybody i'm good uh tired <laughs> i've been a busy few days but i am good happy to be here
1: and of course, last but certainly not least, we have the fabulous producer, the fabulous interviewer, the fabulous everything, Emily May Heller. How are you?
0: Hi, Steph. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I'm sorry I missed the fun last week, but I'm back, uh, ready to talk. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, been a, a busy few weeks. Um, so trying to balance it all. We're, we're all doing multiple things, multiple jobs. But yeah, it's all good. Happy to be here again.
1: Yeah, we did miss you last week. But you know, we know the life stuff happens and people have places to go, places to travel, so we completely understand, and we did miss you, but now we're back together, and because we're back together, we get to talk about this new episode of WoW, which was really, you know, solid in terms of its action, and also in terms of, like, one of their stories, but then they also had other stories going on as well to feed into the action as well, so at the beginning, they did something completely different than they have done in their past episodes. They started with a... Not really a montage, but just a segment involving, of course, the creator of WOW, David McLean, talking in his office with um, Sophia Lopez, who is the world's greatest attorney, who was attached to Tormenta because she was the reason why Tormenta came to WOW. And because of her involvement in the match in, with The Beast, David McLean banned her from ringside from the main event, which, of course, was Tormenta versus The Beast versus Reyna Del Rey for the WOW World Championship. So, oh, we've lost Emily. Oh, no, Emily's back. Okay. Um. So in the midst of that, they banned Sophia from ringside. And she basically, you know, took it, you know, like a mature lady would. And then after that segment started, well, after that segment ended, rather, um, we went into the proper show. Now, how did you guys feel about Sophia being banned from ringside?
2: I thought it was necessary considering what happened the last time. (laughs) I think if you're trying to let them have like a fair shot at seeing if they can do what needs to be done, no interference, no shenanigans on the outside, just let the ladies get down to the nitty gritty. And so I thought it was the right move in my opinion. Yeah. I mean,
0: you have to think that you want legitimate fights to happen. You want legitimate matches to happen. And the only way to do that is to prevent interference to prevent people from interfering and taking charge, and I mean, we we saw it a little bit in this episode still with uh, some other some other cast of characters, but um, I think it was the right decision because again, this is your your main event. This is for the WOW Championship. You can't mess around with it if you want it to be legitimate and you want it to be won in the right way. You got to just prevent all these things from happening. So as like the uh, you know, uh, David McLean keep, you know, taking charge, making the rules, setting down the stipulations. Like that's, that's what you got to do as, as, uh, the boss.
1: Yeah, he definitely laid down the law and he, you know, stood by it, you know, even throughout the show, addressing it on commentary with um, Stephen Dickey and AJ Mendez and addressing it with that. So I can appreciate that level of um, professionalism from that and wanting to protect the main event from any shenanigans. So I completely respect that. So we start the show, of course, properly with him introducing the show, and then with Lauren Hunkel coming out in one of her um, other beautiful blue houndstooth outfits, which is just which just blow my mind every time I see them. It's just incredible.
0: That outfit was so amazing. The just the the ring announcer outfits. The, it's this is like my blue houndstooth in her honor. Um, because it was so intricate and so exciting. I was like, I love the sleeves. I love it. Whatever co- whoever's doing the costumes and the outfits, I'm loving it.
1: Yes, I love them too. Katrina, how do you feel about the um the gear and the costumes?
2: I, I like it. I, I with reference to what the characters are supposed to be, I thought I think they're, they're a really good job in that. And then, you know, our ring announcer is always just so fabulous. Uh, Like, every time, Mm. you know, she does the matches, everything so far. And even I've seen some of the pictures uh, uh, AJ Lee's been posting as far as people keeping her on point, as she put it. And always everything's always really nicely done. And so I, I like everything they've been doing so far.
1: Definitely and of course for those who are watching us on live on Twitch on YouTube and Facebook Thank you guys so much and if there's anything that you liked from this episode of WOW You can interact in the comments and you might show up on screen You might just pop up and we'll you know address whatever it is that you have to say So of course the first match was a tag team match between Gianni between Gigi Gianni and Ariana um, Gambino versus Foxy Fierce and Chantilly Chella. This match was added um, to be a part of the tag team tournament. Um, so this was interesting for me because I believe Chantilly was on the first episode and was participating in the tournament, but then she got knocked out. So I was just like, okay, so I guess these rules are a little bit different for this tournament. You can re-enter with another partner if you want, and she chose that partner to be Foxy Fierce. So I wasn't mad about that at all. Um, And then you have rules,
0: interesting stipulations there.
1: Yeah, very interesting. But, you know, I'm not mad at that. You know, just open the things. And then you also have Adriana Gambino, who tried to fight um in a few earlier episodes, and she wound up of losing. But then you also have Gigi, who fought as well. So you have these two women who seem like they come from the same Italian background coming together. Um, And then AJ Mendez proceeded to big up the fact that Adriana is from New Jersey. And she's from New Jersey as well. So she just had to, you know, do the whoop whoop. And it was just really cute. The, I New, get Jersey,
0: it. the New Jersey uh, people stick together, right?
2: Yeah, they do. I get it. I respect that. Mm, yeah. I'm thinking of Max and yeah, he's from Jersey. And I have to tell him, first of all, you're okay, but New York is better. And so here we are. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. What?
0: I, oh, love her. nice. I love
2: AJ Mendez, so I love her, but mm, I will always put New York over Jersey. Just see. Uh, uh, I think we need to know. We need to, <laughs> that we need to take an online women's
0: wrestling talk poll. New York or New Jersey?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm from Alabama, so I don't have a dog in that fight. But let me just say, I do love New York because I've been there three times. So I love it. But hopefully, I'm sure I'd love New Jersey, too, if I went there, too. But, you know, as for right now, my heart is with New York. But (laughs) AJ definitely did, you know, show her allegiance to Adriana Gambino in this match, which was really impressive. I really liked this match. You saw the best of what each woman had to offer, and they did address that on commentary. You had um, Chantilly Chella showing a lot of her athleticism and her utilizing her ring awareness, you know, to hit some of her moves and flips onto Gigi and Adriana. You also had Adriana utilizing her legs and her knees in this match as well, there was one point where she even hit a split into a big boot onto Chantilly Chella's face in the corner. And I was like, girl, this is impressive. I like that. I liked it a lot. Emily, I thought you had something to say. I'm sorry. No, I mean I <laughs> loved
0: this. I loved this um, part of the tag team. Like I love them working together because I feel like you had you have, you kind of have like a veteran wrestler bringing a lot of her expertise to the ring, and I felt mm-hmm. like it was a very innovative part of like trying to elevate this this tag match. So I thought it was really cool. But I'll let you continue breaking down the match.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And then you also had Adriana using a lot of different holds here, as you can see in this picture, like just trying to choke out her opponents. And then her and Gigi isolated, you know, Chantilly away from um, Foxy Fierce. Um, But then of course, when she did have the chance to tag her in Foxy Fears showed a lot of her power here with various clotheslines. There was even a really impressive spot where she hit a clothesline and then a dropkick onto Gigi, and Gigi kind of ran away. And then she hit an enziguri on her as well. So it was just really impressive stuff going on. So, But what broke down, um, what happened with um, the end of the match, um, I believe what happened was the girls, Chantilly and... um, Foxy tried to hit a move on them in the corner, but then they broke it up and then Adriana and Gigi tried to hit another move and then the other team broke it up. But then as they were trying to hit another move on them, Adriana knocked Chantilly out of the ring and um, Gigi hit a belly to belly suplex and then Adriana hit a backbreaker combo in order to win the match. So those two are going forward in the um, tournament. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match and the action within?
2: I thought it was really good open. Uh, I have been noticing, because I feel like there's about two other uh, superheroes that's been in the tag team tournament more than once after being eliminated. And so I'm guessing until we get to the finals as long as you got a partner i'm guessing it's okay if you kind of enter back in which is very interesting and i'm curious to see how that's going to play out later on uh but i really did like the teamwork between chantilly and um like it was really like there was moments i was like oh yes like they were were like really feeling it and i i really appreciated that but i do think in this regard that um uh, Gigi and uh, it's an I always mess up the name. They, Adriana. Uh, Adriana. Adriana. they um always. I I felt like that whole like kind of they kind of bougie. So <laughs> like they had that whole like we're better than kind of when they caught into the rain. I felt like that wind up being. The thing that kind of held them together at the end like when they was able to kind of get that win um it seemed like something broke down a little bit at the end between foxy and uh chantilly but it was still really good act it was really good moments that i really enjoyed uh kind of fast paced they, they tried to slow it down a bit but it, it got fast again and i was like okay all right ladies I, i'm liking it. i thought it was a really exciting way to open up uh while wow. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love the
0: momentum, Stephanie and and Katrina, of this match. I felt like it was a really great way to start the episode. We've been seeing these tag team tournament matches. We've seen some of this talent before in singles competition or in tag teams. So we really can see how people are paired together and how they can become assets together as a team. And so I feel like this was a a fast-paced match. Um, Had moments of slowing down a bit, like Katrina said. Um, and then I had a really interesting finish where there was a little bit of, like, kind of a shift in who was kind of being dominant in the match. And I think that obviously went um, in that team's favor and kind of um, kind of overtake the match a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think this was a great way to start this episode. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where this tournament continues to go.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about where the tournament continues to go as well because it's just – all It's like you guys said, there's just so many talented people who we've seen in singles work and also in tag team work as well, you know, sort of enter and re-enter the tournament. And there's just so much talent there. And I can't wait to see that. And then they also did address the fact that um, the Tonga twins, who are, you know, growing to be my favorite, um, are going to be in action next week. I'm not sure if it's going to be tournament stuff or non-tournament stuff. But either way, those, those girls are my pick to win. But either way, I do love the fact That we do still have um, more um, participants in the tournament. So therefore, it won't just be like a one and done type of thing, like they're stretching it out. And I think that's cool in comparison to um, a lot of other tournaments we see that kind of, you know, end relatively quickly. So I like that. So Moving on, we had a segment, um, kind of like a story time deal, um, like the stories that they like to tell so we can get to know the superheroes a lot more. And they had one for Glitch the Gamer, which I really appreciated because the first time I saw her, I liked her and I felt like she looked like a really cool villain from um, Kim Possible. And when I tweeted that, she liked yeah. it and appreciated that. So we got to learn more about her. So we learned that she's from level one, but she's also from um, Irvine, California. And um, we learned that she loves to cosplay and she also loves to games. She loves um, to play video games, especially on her PC, and um, in learning about her, we learned that from an early age, she was really interested in gaming, um, but she was discouraged from it from lots of people who felt like she should be doing, like, stereotypical girly things, you know, like playing with Barbie dolls or Easy Bake Ovens and stuff like that, which is cool if you're into that, but she wasn't into that kind of stuff. She really loved gaming, so... Um, as she got older and, you know, reached the age of 18, she decided to, you know, turn her life around into, you know, to fit this sort of video game persona. So she decided to work with video games, helping programming them and stuff like that. And she just talked about the communities that can be built and sort of like the worlds that can be built when you do play video games. And that's very valid because I'm not a gamer, but people close to me are gamers, including my boyfriend. And it can be a very relaxing thing for people. It can heal, you know, lots of emotional stuff. And it can also be good for your mental health as well. And she mentioned a little bit about that. So it was cool to hear that from her perspective. And she's also a cosplayer as well. And she's um participated in different conventions and stuff like that in one contest. So that was cool to hear about as well. And her goal for WoW is to become the WoW World Champion. So that was really good to hear. So how do you guys feel about um Glitch's story? Yeah,
0: I mean, I like um I like how Glitch's story really kind of embraces who she is, where she was like, she wasn't. Society was trying to put her in a mold of like you're supposed to like girly things, you're supposed to be a certain way, and she was like, no, I really like gaming, and I like this, and like she embraced it. And I know this person uh, outside of WoW, and I love how like she gets to integrate this part of her life into this, um, and it's it's really great. I love. I and I feel like this episode, even though we've seen her previously in this episode, a while I feel like we got to see a little bit more of that character, a little bit more of kind of this, this little playful side, no pun intended, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but also a little dark, a little, maybe a little bit more uh, on the, the, the like bad kind of, um, kind of causing trouble side. Right. Um, And because, you know, with this match that we're going to talk about, uh, you'll you can can kind of see the contrast, especially with this with the opponent that she had. Um, but I, I like this segment. I, I love how they are integrating these like packages into introducing these characters. I think it's important because we're getting to know them as a very specific Wow character, and it's important to see that and kind of explain the the characters. And I know they are putting a lot of these behind the scenes things on their on their YouTube channel as well, which helps kind of get people outside to, to look at who these characters are. Um, but I like, I like this character. I think it totally, she does look like a super gaming superhero and, uh, she definitely has a chance to, to level up, uh, and, uh, potentially get a a contendership, uh, you know, shot for the title.
1: Yeah. You said level up and it made me think of that Sierra song, level up, level up, (laughs) level up, level up, level up. up. Don't take us down. But Katrina, how did you feel about the story? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was good. Um, I know quite a few gamer girls. Uh I know plenty of people who play games. I mean, I tried that no. Um <laughs> I I feel like after an hour, I'm good. I'm like, you know what? I come back tomorrow, next week, maybe a month. I I people who power to them. Uh but I did like, I guess, that aspect. Uh like I also know her outside of a uh, WoW. And so in regards to what, her wrestling is outside of WoW. And so when you have people if you have fans who know who these people are and you have a very specific way you kind of have the wow super a very specific of way as far as gimmicks as far as characters as far as what they're fall under and so I thought that was a nice intro uh to the fact that yeah I'm not like girly I mean I tell people all the time I like pink. I do like pink, but I, don't, I like I love color pink. But I'm also not super girly either. And so it's like, you know, um, I always like when I hear like, oh, but I do things that don't really fit in the normal thing. And I'm like, yay, me too. <laughs> like, like I can be girly, but I'm really not that girly at all. If you think of all the other things that I happen to like and or like to participate in. And so uh, I think it was a nice little uh, segue into it. And I love her like gear. It definitely, you mentioned Kim Possible, and I can definitely feel a few people that would have thought <laughs> that it could fit right in that that was my show. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kim Possible. Sorry.
1: yeah, it was really cool, and I really enjoyed this segment. Um yeah, it was really great So, moving forward We also had another segment backstage We got a lot of backstage action In this episode Where we saw Randy Rara preparing for her match um, Against Glitch the Gamer Speaking of her And she was talking backstage to Coach Campanelli And Sometimes I get a vibe Of where it's like they look like They could be on one accord But then at the same time they look like they could also be frenemies too Where it's like There's this underlying tension between them, like where they sort of have to ask each other if they're on the same page, but then they wind up being on the same page. So we'll get into it once we get into this next match. So, of course, like we said, Glitch the Gamer was next in her match against Randy Rah-Rah. And they talked a little bit more about Randy's background on commentary. They mentioned about how she has a background in coaching cheerleading at, um, a, lo- at a local college or have done it like at other local colleges. Um, so she really is like a full-on cheerleader while also being a wrestler too. And um, on commentary, when Glitch the Gamer was making her entrance, um, I believe it was David McLean who mentioned something about how once upon a time, you know, it wasn't necessarily as popular to be a nerd, to openly say that you like video games or comic books and stuff like that. But then AJ mentioned that, yeah, it seems like now everything that wasn't cool at first years ago, like maybe 10 plus years ago, is now cool at this point, And now nerds run the world. And she's right about that She really is right about that So it's like what was considered nerdy Is now pop culture You gotta love the evolution So (laughs) In the midst of that um, The match got started And once the match got started It felt like Glitch the Gamer Wasn't really taking Randy that seriously Because of the whole cheering dynamic And the whole Um could have been a nerd dynamic as well between Glitch. and You know how nerds, how they have that line between the nerds and the cheerleaders in school, middle school, high school, college, and all of that. So it looked almost as if Glitch was just sort of underestimating Randy because she was a cheerleader and tried to make it seem like, oh, she's dumb and I'm just going to run through her because of that. And Randy was quick to tell her, no, you're not going to run through me like that and just think that you're just going to beat me like that. So she actually had this impressive spot where she... Um, did like a cartwheel into a lockup with Randy, and I thought that was really impressive. Like I had never really seen yeah. anything like that before.
0: What I love, Steph, about like the beginning of this match is you could see, uh, <laughs> you could see that. Um. Oh my gosh, I was about to say her outside of wild WOW name. Um. <laughs> uh. Oh my gosh, why am Glitch. I blinking? <laughs> not not Randy, not Rah Rah. Glitch. Glitch. Glitch, there you go. Oh, my God, my brain <laughs> totally blanked. It's okay. <laughs> it's hard, guys. It's hard. Um, so Glitch I had this little playful moment where she's like, hey, like, I get your, you know, she kind of like physically was like teasing her with, like, I know you're a, te- uh, a cheerleader and did kind of like a little, little flip. And I feel like she kind of had this playfulness and, and aggressiveness right off the top, like kind of this passive aggressiveness that was pretty funny. It added, it kind of led to this lock here, but um, it it was kind of a fun way to, to start the match.
1: Yeah, it really was a fun way to start it. And then as the match was getting, you know, started and everything, and as Glitch took advantage of um, Randy's weaknesses, there were a couple of moments where Glitch, you know, kind of just caught Randy slipping and kept targeting her legs. Because of course, you know, with her being a cheerleader and with her hitting all those flips and cartwheels, um, that is usually like, that is her strongest asset is her legs. So it was smart of Glitch to actually start targeting her legs and started kicking her the inside of her thighs and, you know, attacking her knees and stuff like that. Like that was really smart on Glitch's part. But that didn't last too long because, of course, um, Randy um, started fighting back with various moves, including a snapmare and various cartwheels and stuff like that. So it's just so much stuff. It was just a lot of great um, impressive stuff going on in this match. And there was one point where she hit a toe touch and then tried to do a flip onto into a splash, but then Glitch moved out of the way. So it was a nice little back and forth um, with this match. But then when it almost looked like Glitch and um, Randy tried to hit like a roll-up pin on each other and they both kicked out, it was kind of hard to tell which one was going to win until Coach Campanelli came back. And she came outside and distracted Glitch the Gamer with her whistle, and then Glitch didn't take too kindly to it. And then Randy rolled her up for a roll-up pin, and she won the match. So, yeah. what? Do, how do we feel about this match, ladies?
2: I thought it was good. Um, as Emily kind of said a little bit earlier, you kind of saw the difference of styles there. Uh, I felt like Glitch was more grounded With came to her wrestling set rather what Randy was using the fact that she was a cheerleader to kind of move around very quickly to do moves that kind of accentuated the fact that she has stronger mm-hmm. legs. Uh, and so I thought that was a nice little di- uh, dynamic. And it, I thought it went pretty back and forth at one point too. It seemed like you kind of wasn't sure who was going to win because the one moment it seemed like Randy kind of had it, and then it kind of seemed like Glitch kind of had it. I'm like, oh, okay, and so like I really wasn't sure until the end yeah, who was gonna win yeah. that, which is always good. Uh, I don't want to know too soon. <laughs> you know, you watch wrestling so much, sometimes you kind of tell, and so I didn't want to know too soon who was gonna win the match. So I thought that was it was a uh, uh, interesting, I guess dynamic between the two of them. Uh it is unfortunate that coach uh, I mean I guess I get it, but I was just like, oh, did you have to come out? Like I wanted I wanted to see I what know. would happen if coach you know, didn't come out. Yeah. So, yeah. by the way, I did enjoy the match. I thought it was really uh again, for two very different approaches to wrestling and two very different characters. I thought it was a oh, really good match.
0: I think both had amazing energy. I think so this goes back to that first vignette of David McLean saying, Hey, no interference, you know, you're banned from outside the ring. And this is like one of those things where it happened to someone else, right? Where we had this little interference with Coach Campanelli. And again, to Katrina's point, I wanted to see what would happen here because uh, you know, we had we were almost there at the end of the match. We were almost there. And it was like and it went, it went the other way because Coach Campanelli interfered. And um, I felt like I I want to see more from this moment, um, and I I feel like they were like the same with Katrina. It was like it was going back and forth so much because these ladies had so much energy. There was like a kind of a positive energy from Randy Ra-Ra and you know the opposite kind of kind of uh, opposition um, from her opponent. Like it really kind of added to it. But I think,, um, yeah, I just wish there wasn't that interference because, again, I think these ladies could have duked it out a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I was I was excited to to see this. Um, but I don't think it's the last. I always think with wow, there's always
1: more. Yeah, there really could always be more because it's like just to you guys' point about um Randy not needing Coach Campanelli. Like Randy had so many impressive um, moments in this match. Like with her snapmare that she hit on glitch and with her um going into like a split into another move, like she really doesn't need um Coach Campanelli's help. No diss to coach, because she's cool, you know. But it's just like she really doesn't necessarily need like that extra um for that extra help. Cause athletically you know she can still hold her own but i guess it never does you know hurt to have an ally but um to your point emily um maybe it will continue to go on maybe it won't but either way it was still an enthralling matchup you know regardless so for sure
0: for sure
1: yeah i can't wait to see what more they have to offer like because these girls were really impressive so Moving on to the next match it was another tag team match with um a friend of women's wrestling talk Jesse Jones who Katrina was actually blessed enough to interview um, on Women's Wrestling Talk. Jesse Jones chose a partner backstage here again with more backstage action. And she asked the disciplinarian to be her champion as the disciplinarian was talking to Samantha Smart about her anger and not knowing, you know, what to do about you know how to improve on it or whatever. But Jesse Jones came backstage and was like, Look, I need another partner to get back in this tag team tournament. Here's this form I filled out. You need Need to sign it so we can get back into it or whatever and all of the above. But then Jessie put did this really nasty thing where she put this chewing gum in Samantha's hand. She did it twice actually. And then Samantha didn't like it. So she actually took the form and ripped it up. Um and Jesse didn't know about this, so but that'll play into the rest of this match later. But they re-entered um into this match right here, which wound up being not in the tournament because of the form being torn up, and this match was of course between Tiki um was against Tiki Chamorro and Princess Ozzy. Um, now last week, these two did lose another tag team match, Mm -hmm. um, and lost their way out of the tournament, but I guess they were just trying to bounce back with this match. So I don't blame them for having that type of energy, you know, to try to want to bounce back and everything. So they're cute. I like them together as a team. So moving forward. We had this match going on, and <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you guys were gonna say something. My bad. Um, awkward pause, but yeah. No, I'm
0: enjoying these like pictures that were chosen
1: <laughs> for these oh, moments. Yeah. <laughs> In this picture, it's like this was where Princess Ozzy was um starting to gain momentum during this match, and I really enjoyed watching her fight with her um agility with her um various drop kicks and sorts. And the disciplinarian is, of course, a power girl because, as you can see, she's very imposing. But at the same time, I found that she had struggle finding... um, She had a little bit of a struggle bust moment sort of finding her placement in this match um, because Tiki and Ozzy were both um, on top of her with their um, tag team chemistry. Yeah, I think they
0: had to be, though. I think they had to make sure that they knew they were going up against, uh, you know, a a, a champ. And so you have to um you got to bring everything in and sometimes you got to get a head start right so you got to bring your your defense before they're even ready like take them off their you know kick them in the knees and knock them over before they're ready you know right
1: you're absolutely right about that emily so yeah um that's how they had to be and i appreciated that going into this match but then when um the disciplinarian would tag in jesse she is just a brawler. Like that's something I'd realized about Jesse Jones. She is a big time brawler, and I really enjoyed seeing that from her. And of course, you know, with her wanting more of an opportunity, she was gonna get rough, right? But then her and the disciplinarian had the X factor in having Samantha Smart out there because when Tiki Chamaro was in the ring, Samantha actually hit Tiki in the head with her ruler and even tried to grab her head while the referee was turned, and Jesse had him distracted so it was just a lot of shenanigans going on on the part of this team but um princess ozzy and tiki had a lot of heart you know going into it um they didn't give up but even with them never giving up it still didn't necessarily work to their advantage um princess ozzy got knocked out at one point She got knocked out of the ring and then she came back. And I believe she hit one of her, I believe she hit a roundhouse kick onto Jesse Jones. And then when Jesse kicked out, she looked a little bit dismayed from that. So after a little bit of more shenanigans happening, Tiki Chamorro jumped and hit a splash onto um, Jesse. But then Jesse turned it around and locked in her divorce court um, submission onto Tiki. And she had to tap out. So Jesse Jones and the disciplinarian wound up winning this match. Mm-hmm. But, of course, since Samantha tore up the form and Jesse really did think that um, Samantha turned in the, tor- the form or whatever, David McLean and AJ had to tell her, like, yo, we didn't get this form. So this did not count as a tournament match for the tag team titles. And this irritated Jesse. So, look. This isn't the end of Jesse and these Tag Team Titles.
0: You got to always double check. Make sure your paperwork is in. Make a carbon copy.
1: Yes. You Most people to. don't even know what
0: that is anymore. But get an extra copy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a okay. Firm yeah. believer in I always having a paper copy. Always make a copy. Yes. Take a picture. Now people would take a picture. So take a picture of it. You, you submitted it because that's the only way. See, they should have proven it. You know, as a teacher, you got to always, you know, be on submitting your stuff. This was a bad,
1: this was a bad moment, bad moment. Yeah, that's yeah, very definitely embarrassing. Me. Like, I felt secondhand embarrassment for Jesse because she's just so passionate about winning these tag titles back, you know, and it's just, it just seems like for every opportunity she gets to climb up, there's always something that knocks her two steps back. And it's just like, girl, like, you just, like, you just can't win for losing in this situation. Oh, you hate to see it. So now what's, like, what, I'm curious, like, what's going to happen? Because,
0: like, are they going to fight it? Are they, is she still going to fight it and be like, no, I'm still in it? In it to win it? I don't know. I'm curious.
1: I don't know, but Katrina, um, maybe you can speak a little bit to this, considering you did have the opportunity to talk to Jessie. Um, did you get a chance to talk to her about what her motivations are in this tournament?
2: Also, uh, I did ask what her goal was. i got reference to the tag titles, and she just wants to win the title. She's like, you know, whoever, whatever partner will get her, her to what she wants, that's kind of how she's seeing it. It's just like everything, as, everybody is like just like a, a, a move. For her to get to her goal, and so it's unfortunate that she actually won the match, only for it not to count for the tournament. Considering the the last couple of weeks when she had a match, she didn't win, and so I'm not really interested to see like what the response is really going to be now next week. It's like oh, I gotta because I did ask her like, do you keep piling on, popping in until you? And she was like, yes, she do plan on just kind of being there until she gets the title and so i'm sure we're gonna see her again at some capacity next week because she's not gonna just take this lying down i think (laughs) she's she's gonna bring it up she's gonna bring it up with the big boss and
0: there's gonna be i think we're gonna see something next week i think it's not you know i i I think the conversation isn't over and i think it will turn from a conversation into a fight
1: it just my trying to
0: use her words. She's been trying to like do her matches in the ring and none of it's coming across. So I think she's gonna have to elevate it and really make make a statement. And I'm not sure what that statement is, but I sense it's coming.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's coming too. like Jesse Jones. And this is just a phrase. Um, it's just like Jesse Jones is really, you know, she's a dog with a bone and she's just not going to give it up. And she knows that she is supposed to be the rifled, you know, tag team champion in her mind. And she's just never going to give it up. So I can imagine her, you know, occupying. Like Jade Cargill, you know, was trying to do an AEW. She was she's gonna occupy WoW um wrestling until she gets her opportunity. And you can't really blame her. You know, you I, I gotta I admire her fighting spirit, you know. Like you gonna see me. Like you gonna hear what I got to say. So I completely understand that. Um, and here's hoping she does turn it around. Um, and kudos to Katrina for a great interview with her, you know, and you know doing that and talking with her and seeing what her motivations were like that was a really good showing so moving on to the main event the main event between oh the beast the wild world champion reina del rey and tormenta and of course like we mentioned um at the beginning um sofia lopez was banned from ringside so in the midst of all of this, before the match got started, they did tell the story of how the Beast won the title um, from Tessa Blanchard, I believe it was in the clip. Um, she won the title from her, of course, before Wild WOW went on hiatus. And they showed her with the title and basically talked about, you know, what her motivations are um, in keeping that title. And she is a fierce competitor. And we've talked about, you know, multiple times how fierce she is as a competitor and how beautiful she is um, as a woman as well. So we did get into that. And then then they also showed how Raina Del Rey attacked her from behind on the first episode of WoW um, and then showed them getting into their, you know, regular fights over the past couple of weeks. And then they showed Tormenta um, getting in on the action as well in her match with the Beast. But Reyna Del Rey wound up interrupting it and they all got into a fight last week, which led to this triple threat match for the world title. And let me just say this match was really good and it was very, it was short. It was shorter than I was expecting it to be, but at the same time, it was still relatively good. Um, there were a couple of moments where I thought that the beast and Reyna were so distracted with each other that Tormenta was just gonna let let those two tear each other apart, and then she was just gonna slip in, and steal <laughs> a victory, which would have been, you know, an age old, um, an age old strategy, but still a good one nonetheless. But that's just not what happened here. Like they were just slamming and banging on each other outside of the ring. Tormenta was showing her lucha knowledge by jumping um, from high levels of the ring onto the other two. You know, Reina and the Beast were showing their prowess in terms of their power and hard hitting stuff. Like, it was just a really solid match for it to be, you know, relatively short. But in the end, the Beast wound up retaining her title, and she is still the WOW World Champion. And she stood tall at the end of this episode. So, ladies, how are we feeling about um, this match? And how are we feeling about what the other two had to offer within?
2: I was surprised. Uh, after last week, where uh, where kind of all hell broke loose. And it was like this mayhem in the ring at the end. And we already knew like uh, Renna and the Beast already had some beef for the last couple of weeks. They kind of been back and forth with each other or popping in or rather run up, kind of popping into the Beast's situations over the last few weeks. And so I thought like she finally get a chance to you know, do something without any distractions or interferences. So I was very surprised that it didn't go longer because of that. It, it was like, it was good, but it was slightly disappointing only because I thought it would be more of a like, more, more from considering what we got last week, like last week, it was to the point where they couldn't even break them up uh and with uh, tormenta added to you know it was her matchup last week and it was so much that the show went off with them still pulling trying to pull them apart from each other and it was just like craziness and so i really thought like oh we about to get into it because of what happened last week and so it was unfortunate that it didn't seem like it it, it kind of felt like they forgot last week to an extent like we didn't see all the craziness that happened in the ring uh I still think it was a solid match uh, with that being said. I just was very surprised at how like we really didn't get some like mm or something because of what's been going on. I felt like this is the time the Beast can kind of knock you know, two birds one stone and really kind of once again, let it be known why she's on top. And so while she did retain, and so she's still there, I just like, you know, the kind of sometimes you got to teach people a lesson in a way that they will understand. (laughs) And I felt like this is the opportunity for her to teach particularly the lesson. Like, stop messing with me. You're not at my level yet. I felt like this would have been the perfect opportunity for that. So I guess that was slightly disappointing only because of everything that up to this matchup. But otherwise, I did like the match. I was just a little surprised that, hmm, it wasn't as long as it probably should have been considering what's been going on the last three to four weeks.
1: Yeah, the thing is, it's like, I was hoping it was going to be longer myself too, because um but here's the thing though like the episode was just very power packed with a lot of different stuff so when I looked down at the clock when I was watching it you know I did notice that it was like 6:50, and I was just like oh no like what about the main event I but, mean there was
0: more vignettes and more like media packages in this episode yeah. than than usually some of the previous episodes so that would make sense that, that you're looking at the clock and you're like, we got nine minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering what, what type of main event would they have, you know, in such a short amount of time and it was still okay. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, if, you know, and only if there wasn't so much of the other stuff in there, then maybe the main event would have been longer, but I still feel like even with the amount of time they had, they did, they did the very best that they could. They did. But Emily, how else did you feel about um, the match? Yeah. I mean, I think as Katrina
0: mentioned, like we've been kind of leading to this moment, this confrontation, everyone has an eye on the championship. Everyone has their, the, you know, the target uh, is on, is on the beast back. Like we, you know, they want, they want this championship. They want um, especially Raina. She's been going at it for years and years. She's been, been working hard. um, And I feel like it's just going to kind of continue, uh, her like the urgency and the need for her to dominate in the ring is just going to continue and she's going to not stop until she gets what she wants. Um I think overall it was it was a really fun match. I think they you know everyone got to to highlight what makes them really great for wow. Um but I think again I think there there's more here like even though it kind of ended in in kind of a uh, a, a kind of a scramble of sorts, um, and trying to pull people away. You know, it, it's it's adding to the the moments for next week. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think again, there's there's so much more here that we can unpack and and kind of, you know, there's like un, uncharted territory and there's unfinished unfi- business here. Um, and I think we're going to see that as it kind of continues.
1: Yeah. And to speak to your point about unfinished business, I did look on Twitter just now and Raina Del Rey um, has a Twitter account at wow underscore Raina Del Rey. And she tweeted a picture of her and the bees. And it says, this isn't done bees, not by a long shot. Me and you, there you just go. me and you. There so go. this ain't finished. We ain't through. Yeah, <laughs> No, it is not
0: done. And like, th- It's not done at all. It's not. And I can see it. I can see it happen. I think, you know, there might be a few more competitors along the way. But yeah, definitely not done for her.
1: Yeah. Kat, how would you feel about the possibility of a rematch or at least a one on one match between the Beast and Reyna?
2: Well, I mean, I guess, again, considering everything that's been happening uh, over the last few weeks, you know, the thing with Tormenta was because of last week, you know, she had her shot and Rena kind of felt away about that and kind of interjected herself in that matchup. And so it could also be like, maybe we even get another matchup between the Beast and Tormenta by themselves, where it's no interference or any kind. And so I can see it still happening. And again because Rena has really been kind of involving herself in a lot of the pieces, like affairs, I can see why this could still go on. So I I I won't be surprised. I feel like the fact that she's still calling her out, even though she lost, (laughs) it's like, yeah, it's going to still go on a little bit longer. And so,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. And then also you also have people like Leia Makoa waiting in the wings too. So there's just so like the picture for the Wild World title is just really fascinating. But it continues to grow as the show continues to grow. Um, but, it's, but that is basically, that was basically the end of the episode. The Beast stood tall. She is still our Wild World champion. And that's how the episode ended. So we're six episodes in this thing, right? So how are we feeling about, you know, the series as a whole now that we are six episodes in? Fine with you cat.
2: I, I I love it. I, again I like that the different range of characters we're getting. Uh I like that even with the tag team stuff it's like we have the solo matches but then we see how some really work really well together and the tag teams even though their gimmicks is different or whatever some of them have really like stepped it up and i'm like oh okay like i wouldn't even mind seeing this be like an official tag team like and so i like that part i like the tag team again i'm a real big fan of the tonga twins i like I feel that's my pick uh, for the tournament, honestly. Um, But, again, I'm liking that we're learning more and more about these characters every week. There's a little bit of spotlight or a little bit more, like, behind the curtain we get to see on these characters. And so I'm liking so far what they're doing. Uh, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen by the end of the season. But it's been, like, so far a really enjoyable ride. Yeah. What about you, Emily? Yeah. I mean,
0: I've loved it so far. I love, I've been seeing kind of the evolution of the episodes and how I love how we're learning more and more about the characters through these kind of behind the scenes, little vignettes. And I love that. That's like adding all the storytelling and all of like, you know, it's, it's very Hollywood, right? You know, you have some of the best, uh, best people working on it. So it feels like it's, I feel like it's elevated since previous seasons. This whole this whole new season is totally different. It has a look and feel um, that's much stronger, and um, we get to learn about uh, old characters, new characters, which I absolutely love. I think we're we're getting uh, more wrestling, um, and I just I've been really just enjoying it, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how many um, how many more episodes are in this season. And see how far. And, and you know, I'm thinking it culminates in, in some big championship matches, potentially. Uh, but I think they, they have a long way to kind of grow that grow that momentum.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about it as well. And then um to look at some of the reports that I've seen in terms of its viewership, like I'm really proud of that as well. So yeah, it's been uh,
0: huge, like getting huge numbers. Um, And for a type of show like in syndication like this, like that's a big deal to get that many numbers in different markets at different times, because as we know, it's all difficult. It's uh, we all watch it at different times. Um, But yeah, to kind of have those numbers, it's incredible.
1: It is. And and it makes your heart swell, you know, as fans of women's wrestling, you know, and with this being an all female show, you know, outside of some of the referees and outside of um, the other two on commentary outside of AJ. Like, it's a beautiful thing to watch an all female show like this that comes on every weekend, Um, have its moment in the sun like this. And I just pray it continues to grow more and more. But we've reached the end of our time together. So thank you guys for watching um, the WOW Superheroes After Show. As you know, we're here every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central and all the other times elsewhere. But please catch us um, in all the above. So, Emily, thank you for joining me and tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and what you've got going on.
0: Yeah, you can follow me on all social platforms at Emily Mayhaller, right below there. Um, And then I'm heading to, I know Stephanie and Katrina's favorite place in the world, New York City, this week. Uh, I'll be there for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So um, we have two live pay-per-views on Thursday and Friday, our Halloween specials. So I'm excited about that. And then uh, we have an upcoming Mission Pro show. So follow Mission Pro, uh, speaking of women's wrestling. And yeah, just follow my socials. And that's kind of where I'm going to post all my new, uh, you know, exciting projects and shows and things I'm working on.
1: All right. And you, Katrina, thank you for joining us on tonight. Just tell everybody where they can find you and what you've got going on. Uh, I
2: also will be at New Japan on Friday, uh, which I'm, like, super happy about because I've been really wanting to see New Japan again since G1 in 2019. Uh, And so, it was a little bit of a snafu getting the tickets, but they got I got them and so we I will be there uh super Are you excited like uh, as, a fan? Are you as a fan yes I okay. don't think I can go as like uh like Okada's my guy and I feel like if I had to like ask a question I would totally I feel like I would totally fangirl and not get the correct question out and so because of that <laughs> I am personally going to just be there as a fan but i would i mean if i can get something like if i can get myself together and be like oh would you mind talking to me i would love to do that honestly um but i'm just happy that new japan is back in new york because i've been waiting for some time for them to come back Uh, also i will be there on friday um pretty much i have a show on the fourth in the bronx number four i will be in the bronx Uh, doing my backstage duties, and then uh, on the 11th, so just the following week after that, uh, I will be, well, rather me and Steph and a few other ladies will be uh, showing up on the UK uh, Comic Con uh, in Birmingham uh, in the UK, and so I'm super excited, it's like everything's the key, Uh, but that's what's going on on my end.
1: All right, well, I won't be at New Japan in New York, but I hope you guys have fun because it sounds lit though, for real. Um, So I won't be at New Japan, but basically you can follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy um, and listen to my podcast, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, everywhere you get your shows. Um, I'm on hiatus right now because the show is under construction, but best believe when the show comes back, it's going to be good and beautiful and fabulous and all all of the things. But I do need to take a little bit of a break from my show because I've been kind of doing a lot of things. So I need to chill a little bit. Um, So this seems like the perfect time to do that. Um, Yeah. And like Katrina said, I will be on the Women of Color in Wrestling panel um, in Birmingham, UK on November 11th. And I'm happy to have been able to do this. And I'm just really honored to be a part of it. So um, please check me out and Katrina and so many other beautiful women on that as well. And, of course, you can catch me on Thursday nights um, with Katrina on the NXT After Show and on Friday nights on the SmackDown and Rampage After Show with Dreon Santana, our editor-in-chief. But in the meantime, also follow and... Subscribe to women's wrestling talk Like check out our website At wwtalkpod.com, And also um, follow us On Twitter and Instagram at wwtalkpod. Check out our articles I even have an article With the top five Zelina Vega Moments that she did see so please um, Check out that article um, As well and check out so many of our Other different things our merchandise And just you know follow us subscribe To us everywhere and just continue to just Support the brand because we do amazing things in the name of women's wrestling. So with that in mind, this has been the wow after show on women's wrestling talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye y'all. Bye. Women's wrestling talk, the number one (laughs) women's wrestling show on the planet.